0: Good morning, everybody! Happy New Year! If you would take your Bibles, uh, open them to First Thessalonians. Have that ready. First Thessalonians in the New Testament, and uh, if you follow along on your study sheet, <coughs> have that out as well. Do you remember January twenty? 23, almost a year ago. We had a lot of snow, and it was cold. I remember on New Year's Day, we were really blessed to hear the testimonies of Mike and Brenda Jankowski. Maybe some of you remember that. In January of 2023, I celebrated my 70th birthday. That was a big deal for my family. Um, In January of this year, I presented our first series of messages, and uh, it was a series called Faith, Love, Hope, and the banner that has those words has appeared above our main entrance all year long, if you haven't noticed, and uh, it got us started on this year. Something else about that first series is that after that series, I decided to retire my duct tape Bible that I had been preaching from for a couple decades. And after that first series, I retired it. And as the year comes to an end, I realized I missed this Bible And it has now come out of retirement. And I will be preaching from it again in 2024. What I want to do as we experience the last day of this year is go back to how we started it. And I want us to review that first series called Faith, Love, Hope. I want us to follow up on it before we come to the Lord's table. I want us to follow up on it in two ways. First of all, we're going to go to the text that we used in 1 Thessalonians, and we're going to be reminded of what the Apostle Paul says there, and how we applied it to our lives and to our church in 2023. Then what we're going to do is follow up and go to 2 Thessalonians, the second letter Paul wrote to that church, and see how the next year after the first letter turned out for them. And then follow up and ask, how did we do after that first series in 2023? So that's kind of what we're going to to be doing today as we prepare to come to the Lord's table. Uh, Let's have a word of prayer before we do that. Father, we thank you for this year that has almost come to an end. Lord, we remember the excitement of it as we began uh, 12 months ago, as we entered this year and uh, didn't know what was going to happen in 2023, uh, didn't know what you were going to do, and uh, Father, now we come to the end and we look back and we know the answer to those questions. Father, guide us as we uh, review, follow up, and prepare to come to your table on this last year of the year. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that it is as true and as powerful and as relevant today as it was in January. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. The father took his son to a large museum in the city, and uh, they walked around for two hours with the boy groaning, mumbling, and complaining. And after two hours, the boy finally, in desperation, said this to his father, Dad, let's go someplace Where things are real. You see, the boy in his mind didn't think what they were looking at in the museum was real. And the sad thing is, there are people, maybe even Christian people, at least who call themselves followers of Christ, who believe that, think that about the Scriptures good book interesting in parts but not real 1st and 2nd Thessalonians which we're going to look at today were written to real people they were real letters written by a real man named Paul And the people that he wrote to lived in a real city in history that still exists today Thessalonica. And those people were going through real suffering because they lived in a culture that was not very friendly to Christianity. This is real. And um, back in January, we, we looked at this. And, and our series called Faith, Love, Hope came from one little part of chapter 1. And so let's reread that. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, starting in verse 2. Paul says, We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And that became the premise for our first series, that four-part series, back in January. Faith, Love, Hope. You see that Paul mentions all three here as he refers to the Thessalonian church. And he's celebrating these three things that he says are true about them. First of all, it was <coughs> their work produced by faith. This was the church made up of people who had faith in Jesus Christ. And their faith in Christ was producing action in their lives. He also celebrates that these people in this church were loving people. They loved each other. And he talked about how their love prompted their labor, their work, their service in the church, their love for each other. And then third, he talked about their hope as the church and how that hope inspired endurance as they went through suffering and persecution. And so, We kind of broke that down in the series, if you recall, and we spent one Sunday talking about the importance of faith, faith in Jesus Christ and what that produces, and then we spent a Sunday talking about love, love for one another in the family of God and how that prompts us to serve and to minister, and then one Sunday we talked about hope, hope In the return of Christ, hope in what's beyond this life that we have as followers of Christ, and how that inspires us to stand in there and endure no matter what's going on. And we saw how Paul celebrates those three things in that church. And we talked about how those three things really describe a healthy church. You you want to see a church that's healthy. Look for faith in Christ lived out. Look for love toward one another as a church family being expressed in service and ministry to each other. And look for hope in that group of people. Hope for what's beyond this life that keeps them going through the hard times. That's a healthy church. And Paul celebrated that. And so we talked about our church and we as individuals and how we are doing, how we were doing back in January and what it would take for us to be a faith, love, hope church in 2023. And what it would take is us being faith, love, hope individuals because we make up the church. So if these things are true of us, they're going to be true of us as a church. So that's basically how that series went. Uh, The Thessalonian church was a healthy church. It was a model church. If you look at uh, uh, verses 9, maybe if we start at 7 and go through 9, he says to them, And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you. Not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. This was a, a model church, this Thessalonian church, because it was healthy, because of the faith and love and hope that was there. They became a model to churches throughout their area throughout their region. And people talked about their church as an example. It was lifted up as an example of a church that followed Jesus Christ. They were a waiting church. Notice verse 10. He says, They were waiting for God's Son from heaven. They were waiting for Jesus. That was their hope. That was raised from the dead, who rescued us from the coming wrath. That was the hope that the Christians in that church had. That one day Jesus was coming back and they would be with him forever. They would be rescued, saved, delivered from God's wrath, his judgment that he would pour out on those who didn't know him. And so this was a, a wonderful church that Paul celebrates. And we talked about that in detail and uh, talked about our church and what we needed to be in order to be healthy, be a model, and be that waiting church, that church with hope. Less than a year later, the Apostle Paul writes a second letter to this church. We know it had to be less than a year because both letters are written from the city of Corinth. And Paul, according to Acts 18, was in Corinth for a year and a half. So in order to write this first letter, get it delivered, which would take a while, to the Thessalonians, and then write another letter and get that delivered in a year and a half time, before he left Corinth, um, we find two letters received by this church Uh, in less than a year's time. So there's a number of months, uh, maybe 11 months, maybe a year, between the letters. So what I want us to do is follow up. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians, the second letter. Here's the second letter. Paul follows up with the people. He's been hearing some things about... Uh, the church in Thessalonica. Let's start in verse 3. Let's see how they're doing in about a year's time. Verse 3, We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. Okay. Remember, first letter, he was thanking God for their faith and how it was being lived out. And now about a year later, he writes again and he say, says, we're still thanking God for you because we're hearing that your faith is growing more and more. And I, and I just put the, the, the English uh, rendering of the Greek word there so you can see it starts with hyper. All right. So uh, their faith has really grown in this year's time. There, were, there had been hyper-growth in their faith. Secondly, notice, he goes on, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Remember, they were a church with faith, expressing it. They were a church of love that loved each other. And now, a year later, Paul says, your faith is growing more and more. And the English rendering of the Greek word there has the idea of um, uh, the, the quality and the quantity of love growing. So these people in a year had really grown, increased in their love for each other. And Paul is thanking God for that. As you read on You find yourself, especially if you were part of the study back in January, asking the question, but what about hope? Because he doesn't mention hope. In the first letter, he celebrates their faith, how it's expressed. He celebrates their love for each other, how they serve and minister to each other. He celebrates their hope, in the return of Christ and their deliverance from wrath. In fact, in 1 Thessalonians, in chapter 4, he talks more about the return of Jesus and how the dead in Christ will rise and those who are alive at the time will be caught up and they'll be together with the Lord forever. You know, the hope. In chapter 5 of the first letter, he talks about this day of the Lord that's coming, a time of judgment on those in the world But he reminds them that they will be rescued from that wrath. They won't experience it. That was their hope. That was the first letter. Now he says, I thank God that your faith is growing more and more in a hyper way. I thank God that your love for each other is increasing. You become even more of a loving church. But what's missing is the word hope. What has happened? Well, if you read on in chapter 1, you notice that Paul begins to um, suggest that the suffering, the persecution that this church is facing has also increased. The persecution has gotten worse for this church, the suffering had become more difficult. Also, if we look at chapter 2, the first couple verses, we find that there was some false teaching going on that had troubled and confused the Thessalonians. Chapter 2, verse 1. He says, Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to Him, that would have been from the first letter, chapter 4, We ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy, report, or letter supposed to have come from us saying that the day of the Lord, that time of judgment, has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you. Apparently, two things had happened in that year's time since the first letter. The suffering and the persecution had increased. It had gotten worse. And there was false teaching going on saying that the day of the Lord, the day of God's judgment, had already come. Now, why would that affect the return of Jesus and the catching up of his people? Well, if they put the two together, if they're starting to wonder if the day of the Lord, the time of judgment, has come, then in their thinking, that starts... To get them thinking that maybe they missed the coming and the catching up because they're still there. And maybe the suffering they're experiencing is part of the day of the Lord. And what does that do to their hope? What does that do to this hope they had? It almost makes them think, hey, we missed it. And their hope is threatened. Their hope isn't as strong as it was when the first letter was written. And so in Second Thessalonians, what Paul does because of this threat to their hope is in chapter 1, he goes on to talk about how it's still true that the day is coming when Jesus will return. And when he returns, he will repay those who have caused the Thessalonians all the suffering and who have persecuted the Thessalonians. He says, when Christ comes, they will be repaid. In fact, this is is how. Notice uh, verse 8. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of His power on the day He comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believe. What's he doing? He's telling them, hang in there. Jesus is still coming. And when he comes, those who are putting you through this will be punished. They will receive what's coming to them. But for you, it will be glory. So he's trying to encourage them to continue their hope no matter how it's looking. And then in chapter 2, when he brings up the false teaching, if you go on in chapter 2, he makes it very clear to them that these teachers, whoever is spreading this information, are deceiving them. The day of the Lord has not come, he says. You're not in the day of the Lord, they're wrong. And he goes on to talk about there are certain things that have to happen before that takes place. And they hadn't happened yet. And so he's trying to um, build up their hope again by telling them the truth, reminding them of the truth. And so we find out that what's happened in this year's time, and this can happen in a year's time, the hope of these people, the future hope, The hope of the return of Christ and what follows has been threatened. They've gotten confused. They've been deceived. Hope isn't what it used to be a year before. And so Paul has to encourage them to try and build up the hope again. With the truth, and then he closes the second chapter, and I want to read this whole thing because this is his his final um, conclusion as he encourages them about hope. Verse thirteen, chapter two, Second Thessalonians. He says, "But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers loved by the Lord. You're still loved by the Lord because from the beginning God chose you to be saved. You were chosen to be saved from the beginning." And it was through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel. He called you to salvation when we came and presented the gospel. That you might share in the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he loved you. He chose you. He saved you. He called you. Verse 15. So then, brothers, stand firm. Hold to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word or mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good, what? Hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. And so the follow up to First Thessalonians is a letter that was meant to build up their hope. Their faith was doing fine. Their their faith was growing. Their love for each other was going well. It was increasing. But because of the suffering and the persecution getting worse, because of these false teachings, their hope was threatened. They were struggling with the hope part and so second corinthians or second thessalonians 1 and 2 would be paul trying to build up their hope again because of what had happened in one year's time how are we doing as we come together at the end of this year a year that began with us thinking about our faith in jesus thinking about our love for each other, thinking about our hope in the return of Christ and what that means for eternity that keeps us going no matter what happens. How are we doing? Thessalonians were doing good in two out of three. But the hope wasn't the the way it used to be. What about us? What about you? Because when I talk about our church, I'm talking about you and me, right? Because what's going on with us individually becomes what's going on with our church, with the body. So how are we doing as we come to the end of a year? How's your faith doing? How's our faith doing? Faith in Christ. Has your faith grown in hyper ways like the Thessalonians? Has it been a good year for you faith-wise? Have you seen your faith in Christ become stronger? Have you found that your faith is being expressed in ways it never has before? That there's been this growth concerning your faith in Christ? Or has it been a tough year on your faith for whatever reason of your choosing Or not of your choosing? Has it been a tough year? Has your faith been threatened? Have you struggled with your faith in Christ? How's it been? What about your love? What about our love for each other? As brothers and sisters in the Lord. How's it been this year? Can you say it's been like the Thessalonians in a year's time? You can say that your love for one another, other believers, has increased. Your serving of other people, your ministering to them has increased. Your love for fellow believers has gotten deeper than it was a year ago. How would you evaluate your love for others? Or has it been a tough year relationally? Have there been some threats to your love for one another? Have you struggled to love certain people? What's it been like this year? Concerning your faith in Christ, your love for one another. And what's it been like concerning hope? Your hope for the return of Christ. Your hope for what's beyond this life. Has your hope grown and gotten stronger? Has your hope helped you walk through some difficult things? Increased your endurance, your ability to persevere because of the growth in your hope? Or like the Thessalonians, has it been a tough year for your hope? Has your hope been threatened? Have you struggled with hope? It's not as strong as it used to be because of things that have gone on this year. And what you've allowed those things to do with your hope. How's the year been for your hope? We need to follow up just like Paul had to follow up with the Thessalonians. Two out of three going good for them. But they needed some help. They needed to be built up in their hope. What about you? Faith. Love, hope. It's the evidence of a healthy church. It's the evidence of a model church. It's the evidence of a waiting church. Faith, love, and hope. We need to evaluate how the year's been for us. Um, What will be necessary in the next year then? If, let's say... One or a few more of us have to be honest and say, my faith isn't like it was a year ago. And I know why. Well, then what's going to be necessary in this next year for that faith to be growing again? That faith in Christ to be like it was a year ago. If you have to say honestly, my love for my fellow believers isn't what it was. There have been some problems in the last year. And this is just not what it used to be. My love isn't increasing for my fellow believers. You probably know why if you think about it. What's going to be necessary to get that love back to where it was? That loving one another. What's it going to take? And maybe you can identify with the Thessalonians. This year has done a number on your hope. And... Uh, You probably know what it was this year that has affected your hope. What's it going to take? What's going to be necessary for that hope to be strong again? For that hope to help you make it through difficult things that might come in the next year? There's a Christian radio station in the area that has chosen their theme uh, for the next year. And it's, More in 24. And uh, maybe that's a theme for your life that you can steal from them. More in 24. Do you need to grow more in your faith because it's taken a hit this year? Do you need to grow more in your love because you've struggled with that and it's not what it used to be? Do you need to grow more in your hope because you've allowed certain difficult things to uh, dampen your hope? Uh, What's going to be necessary? Um, I think two things would be necessary, I mean, just to toss out, and then I'll be done. I think one thing, if, if we need to recognize that in one of these areas or more, Uh, we need to start growing because it's not been a good year in those areas. Um, One thing that's necessary is to get back to and remain committed to those things that you know from past experience have helped you grow in your faith, in your love for others, and in your hope. You probably know from your past what those things have been that have tended to help you grow in these three areas. Well, then what's necessary in 2024 is to get back to those things and remain committed to them again. And you'll see growth come back in the area of faith and love and hope. The other thing that will help is if we remember something. If we remember the very thing Paul reminded the Thessalonians of, and that we are going to be reminded of this morning, and that's what God has done in our lives through Jesus, that would even give us this faith, this love, this hope. And that's the salvation that comes through the cross. The sacrificial death of Jesus, paying for our sins that we might be forgiven. And His resurrection that showed He had the power to give hope and life to anyone who follows Him. We come to the table today to remember what even makes it possible for us to live as people of faith. That even makes it possible for us to love each other. And what makes it possible for us to even have some kind of hope beyond this life? It's the salvation through Jesus. And uh, as we remember that, let me read again Paul's encouragement to the Thessalonians. And let this remind you what Jesus has done for you. Let this speak to you. This is for you. Forget about the Thessalonians now. This is for you. Take it personally. And remember it. Because remembering this and remaining committed to the things you know from the past will help you grow in faith, love, and hope. Here it is. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters. You were loved by the Lord. And from the beginning, God chose you to be saved. And He chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. You remember that? When the Spirit worked in your life and helped you understand your need for Jesus, for His salvation. Saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. You remember when the truth of the gospel, the truth of Jesus was presented to you and you believed? He called you to this through the gospel. Somebody shared the gospel with you, somebody guided you toward this salvation. And it was so that you might share in the glory. (laughs) There's the hope, the glory. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm. Hold to the teachings that have been passed on to you. May our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father who loved us and, and by His grace, by His grace, not not anything we did, who by His grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. That's where we got it. By the grace of God through Jesus. May he encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Take that as personal encouragement. Read it again. Read it often. Ask God to show you if you need his extra help in one of these areas or more than one. Faith. Love, hope. And let this be a year, starting tomorrow on January 1st, where you see hyper-growth in your faith in Christ, hyper-growth in your love for others, and hyper-growth in hope that helps you through whatever's ahead in 2024. Let's pray. Worship team is going to sing a song for us, and then we will be coming to the table to remember why we can even have or grow in faith, love, and hope. Father, thank you. Thank you for these real letters written by a real person in history to real people in a real city in a real church who are experiencing real suffering and whose hope was being affected by it thank you that they kept growing in faith and love and father we're just praying and expecting that Paul's encouragement helped them to see their hope being built up again and father I pray for us as a church I pray for every individual including myself father may this be a year this year ahead That however you do it, you would help us to grow in our faith, in our love for one another, and in our hope. And Lord, whatever you need to do for that to happen, I invite you to do it. Help us to make the right choices that will lead to that growth. And then, Lord, you do the work. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for what he did on the cross and in his resurrection that even makes faith and love and hope possible. Thank you. In his name we pray. Amen.